0: Hello everybody welcome to this week's Retro Rewind where we are playing Snatcher. Snatcher?
1: I hardly knew her! Uh, I'm sorry, that was bad.
0: Joining me tonight is my good American friend Dave. Say hello Dave. Hi! From America. Right, let's just crack into it, because i got a feeling this is either going to be a really long episode, a really short episode, or a really medium episode. I've got that feeling, so I think we should crack yeah. into it.
1: Um, I'm getting the same feeling as okay. well.
0: So Snatcher, it was developed and published by Konami, designed by Hideo Kojima, Kojima, programmed by Toshida Adachi, and it was written by Hideo Kojima as well. It was released in a Myriad of platforms across the years, so I'm just going to read it from the Wikipedia page. So it was released in 1988 for PC and MSX and PC Engine, Sega CD, PlayStation and Sega Saturn and a range of dates from 1992 to 1996. So for this episode, I played the Sega CD version because... I did. It's in English. Dave. <laughs> It, it, well, it, if, if that's the, the, the main thing that makes it stand out, then yes. But I I actually didn't know that that was going to be the one that was in English. I just had a Sega CD when I was a kid, so I thought, while we're doing this, I may as well pick a Sega CD game.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's the only one that's in English, because I know the, the Graphics one isn't in English, and PlayStation isn't. I did check out the PlayStation one, though. It looks a little bit updated, different music, which... I, I okay. we'll talk about the music. But yeah, I played Sega C D yeah. version.
0: Cool. Um oddly enough on that note uh in between when you said that and then ten seconds in the future now, the Sega C D one is indeed the only English one and the sales numbers I have as reaching into the thousands in the US. Can you believe that? Thousands of units, not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, just thousands. You didn't happen to pick this up when it came out, or anything, did you? No, no, I wouldn't.
1: (laughs) Um, Huh. So, thousands. Just... Yeah. Wow. Uh, I remember hearing that it didn't do so well, but that that really puts a capper on it.
0: It really does, and um, it's relatively
1: surprising to me, because it's pretty cool looking. Pretty cool artwork. Oh yeah, I mean if you Pretty just saw the kinda. box, I think some of yeah, that had to do with how equally. the Sega CD wasn't exactly like massively popular here. I think that's
0: exactly the the excuse I used my bunny ears inverted commas with my fingers there. The Konami gave was it, it wasn't them, it was on Sega for not properly selling the Sega CD, which I can see. <laughs> I you can see, the proof is in the numbers, sir it really is it really is anyway so Snatcher I have uh, we'll do history first then a bit of story a bit of mechanics and the usual bump that we do a retro rewind we'll have a waffle we'll agree we'll disagree and then we'll come to a conclusion at the end so starting with history I have no history with this game it's been on my I want to play this game for quite some time now I'm talking like into years of wanting to play it Um Mike brought it up maybe a couple of years ago or a year and a bit ago, and again it came onto my radar. And this was finally the time to do it because this format of the show works for what we want to do. And I'm glad I played. There's it. a
1: there's a very curious thing here where you played Police Knots before you played Snatcher. Well, that's the thing I. I
0: didn't make the connection between the two <laughs> when I played police knots. I it, when I, when I did that, Snatcher wasn't something that was on my radar. I just didn't. I didn't bother
1: with it. It wasn't until later on because it, it's in life pretty common to hear the two in the same sentence. Whenever one of them is spoken, somebody will always say, "Oh yeah, and Snatcher."
0: Uh yeah. You know when you look back on things and you think, "How did I miss that?" Like, how did I actually miss? That entire thing, I've got no idea.
1: Well, I mean, that means you got a nice experience now instead of way back when.
0: It does. And it also means the next time you pick a retro rewind that ends in a P, we'll be playing Police Knots. Oh, will we?
1: Well, guess what? I'm never going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Police Knots does have, and I'm sure we will discuss along these lines, uh, Police Knots does have the booby jiggle thing. So, I mean. Maybe there's some incentive there?
0: there? There is some incentive, but it's actually, we will talk about some of that side of things later in Ooh. the episode, yes. I'm sure. Uh,
1: my history, right? Okay, so my history is very simple. I had one weird friend who had a Sega CD that I played once or twice. He did not have Snatcher, so that's the end of my history. Uh, I I played like oh. an hour of Police Knots and went, bleh. And then heard Snatcher and went, "No, I'm okay, thank you, though," and never played it. Oh, pretty concise. So you do you, do you never? I is it like just to it,
0: just not not to do any final thoughts or anything in the playthrough that you've just completed? But at the time, <laughs> was it?
1: Ah, oh, you almost snuck that by me, I'm, Craig.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm really trying. I'm trying my best here. At the time when you didn't pick it up and you didn't play it, was it the mechanics of the game? Was it the adventure text adventure side of it? Or was it something else that just put you off it? Or was it just a general...
1: Well, uh, no, when I was a kid, I didn't mind uh, adventure games as much. Because when you're a kid, you don't notice, like, the pulleys and wheels that turn to make an adventure game work. So, mm-hmm. like, I played, like, you know, Princess Tomato and the Salad Kingdom and one or two old computer adventure games. Even a text event. I think I played Zork, I think, or Gorf. Oh, my God. Zor- th- yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a massively old computer. Anyway, uh, when I was a kid, no, it, it had nothing to do with that. It was just I wasn't in control of what I bought, so it was either what I had or what my friends had. And as I got okay. older, uh, it the reason why I never went back to it was it was a combination of adventure game and then Kojima. So okay. it was that
0: Kojima game. The Kojima, the curse of Kojima. Which, which, you
1: know what I since you picked you. this, and this is a little off topic, but mm-hmm. uh, I g- I gave it a good long thought, and I think I've come to a personal revelation about Kojima. Oh, and yeah, I'm sorry, I, w- I will go back and forth. I'll say Kojima and Kojima. I know one's wrong, one's that's right, fine. whatever.
0: What is your personal revelation? You never finished that. that I, was, I, okay, I was going to save it for that. like final
1: thoughts, but that's fine. Um. No, no, you know what? Let's save it for Final Thoughts, because th- there will be examples we'll draw <laughs> yeah. from here. Save it for Final Thoughts, because if your personal revelation is, he makes terrible <laughs> games, that's going to give a lot of it up. A- he has <laughs> really cool glasses, though. Like, like, I wish I could buy his brand he of glasses. Does. I like his glasses.
0: Absolutely has really cool glasses. Um, he's quite a kind of, like, standout-looking guy. That it, that mission in Metal Gear Solid Five where you rescue him, is just... Off the hook.
1: Well, thanks for spoiling it. Uh, let's see, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. I've gotten to the hospital where you have to crawl out. That's the start. I know. I played multiplayer with Mike and Grimm because they're all like, "You gotta play multiplayer." I didn't even. I didn't even plan on buying the game, Craig, but Mike and Grimm were like, "Hey, we should play multiplayer," and I'm like, "Okay, I'll get to it eventually." I have. I have the whole. Uh, the HD collection has the whole thing, and then four, five, and Revengeance just sitting here. I'll play them at some point. Okay. Can I... I'll, I'll play one of them with you. I'd play Metal Gear Solid 5 again. Would you play below that?
0: Um, I want to play them all again. I think... I think you already knew that, considering I text you earlier saying, do I play all the Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> I mean,
1: like, like... <laughs> just... Honestly, there's there's that spur of the moment, dude, I'm totally going to play through all these games. And then you sit down at the first one, you're like, okay, what have I done? And... Thank mm-hmm. God, I'm not beholden to anybody to fulfill my promise.
0: My, if my memory serves me correctly, and it might not, I think I might have that moment sometime around the third game, and it will go skyrocketing back up when I hit four. I, see, and see, I like
1: I, I think I'd have that feeling all the way up until three. Okay. So, like, two would be pretty good, getting better, and then three would be like, all right, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. what I signed up for. Is that yeah. where you? Is that where it's at? Okay.
0: Right. Anyway, we went way off top, way off topic already. We're at ten minutes. Welcome ten to ten Retro ten re-
1: Rewind, everybody. I
0: know, I know. So Snatcher, Snatcher is a texty adventure type game, um, and that's about all I'm going to say about it. No, it's not. It's not at all. Um, it's set in some sort of dystopian future. There's these creatures called Snatchers, which are robots with human skins. I think is it invasion of the body snatchers right. is that the quickest way you can the-
1: explain this is Kojima really like Blade Runner he also happened to see okay invasion of the body snatchers it's
0: it's funny because I've n- I've never seen either
1: wait like neither no oh oh so you don't get exactly how much of a Blade Runner ripoff this is
0: no, uh, I've never seen Blade... I haven't, I haven't seen the new one, nor the old okay, one. Okay,
1: so, so you know the opening shot where it shows Neo Kobe? And the smokestacks are firing? Mm-hmm. That's a shot from the movie. Like, literally a shot from the movie. Uh, oh. Gillian looks a lot like Harrison Ford. Uh, the gun, the gun that he uses is the exact gun from... Uh, wow, dude, yeah, he should watch Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> Okie okay, okay,
0: But then I'll just think it's a Snatcher.
1: <laughs> you might be one of like five people on this earth that are like, man, Blade Runner really stole a lot from Snatcher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it happens, it happens. Um, so, yeah, like if that that description works for you. But my description would be you're uh, an invent uh, an inventor, you are an investigator called a junker and you're out to junk In inverted commas kill these snatchers who have st- taken over human bodies and are plotting something. Um, we can eke out, some, or eke out some of the story on the way through the episode. I My first impression when I booted this up was oh my god this is so cool, hang on this is <laughs> going to be absolutely terrible now because see when I pull up my notes and I go and look at it and I go the opening shot with the city <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, clearly, I did not know it was. Maybe it drawn some influence from um, another source. No, but I'll give them credit um, for their
1: pixel artwork, man. It looks mm-hmm. smashing.
0: It, it really does. the The game looks brilliant, and I think for for all I was worried about playing it, I thought this this is a pretty old game to be diving into, and it's one of the oldest games that I've dove into that I had really high expectations for. I just, just straight off the bat, I thought this is this is already nailed it for me. This is this is going to do good. Um, could that music get any more
1: early nineties, man? It's ASAP. Oh, it's, oh, it's so good. good. Yeah, yep. uh, that, um, No matter what I say about Snatcher, what anybody says about Snatcher, if they say the music's bad, don't believe them. It is phenomenal.
0: Yep, I 100 with you. It's it's really cool. So, um, the scene is set, you, I'm. Go- do you know what, I was going to say something there and I'll save it for a wee bit later on. What I'm going to go through now is just a wee quick walk through the mechanics. Um, you have got a verb text bar at the bottom where you've got your usual look, ask, investigate, the usual bump. And it's a t- it's text-driven game, so you can look on screen at the top, you can see what's about the place, you can go look, look at that shelf. On the shelf, there's a miniature model of a house, so then you can look, and you can look at the miniature model of the house, and you'll find something else, and it's ju- you just repeat your way through the menu systems, trying to figure out what you can interact with. There's another mechanic to it, which is a shooting mechanic, so you've got a gallery shooting mode, which for me and i assume for you as well dave it was a thumbstick controlled grid of nine boxes where you need to hold up and shoot down left right or uh, the diagonal well, i use d-pad oh the d-pad sorry not well the th- okay thumb i'll just get well, i'm thumbstick. saying it
1: made it, it, the point was it made diagonals a little bit tricky but yeah, nothing I, like massively terrible
0: I struggled with a bit of it, but the game itself allowed for the light gun for the metal, uh, the Mega CD, and I don't know if any other consoles had a light gun, but you could, if you had one, use a light gun, which I think would
1: have made things a lot funner. Have you seen video of people using light guns? Sorry to interrupt. No, Because I'm it. curious to see if, if the grids get removed. You would hope so.
0: Or, because
1: I've never played it with a menacer.
0: I wonder if... Like, to me, it would make sense if the the grids were removed because then it'd be a traditional light gun. But the way the enemies come in, it's very prescribed. And I wonder whether the light gun just shoots those sections.
1: I was thinking the exact same thing. Do you just have to hit that mm-hmm. quadrant or yeah. the actual enemy? I think, I think you might be right. Hey, if you've ever played this listener with, with a menacer yeah. uh, let me know I'm very curious because if all you had to do was shoot the square not the thing in the square that would make it incredibly oh. easy so
0: um, those are your two core mechanics to the game there's nothing there's nothing else to it you are wandering from scene to scene unfurling this and um, story
1: <laughs> um, it's not the only thing you're doing you there's also the ever lovely sniff command yes the
0: sniff command yes
1: I found
0: um, <laughs> sniffing was qu- quite good for when you needed food, because you could always sniff out a hot dog or a burger or some crap
1: food. Um, about the place, um, it's funny the the first thing you bring up is a phallic object. There, Craig. Yeah, um, I I think it's just because Gillian is really really horny, like really Gillian needs something. Is
0: very horny now. I this is I'm now going to bring up the thing that I didn't want to bring up before we set the scene in the type of game okay. we're playing because I was about to say one of Dave's favorite things about this game is your protagonist and one of the other main characters kickstart the game with amnesia.
1: Oh, no no, not 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 just not just him. No 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 no, there's there's evidently amnesia is contagious. Oh yeah, yeah. In this game it's terrible. An epidemic. It
0: really is. I mean, there's amnesia falling out the sky, essentially,
1: which I know, Dave. You love <laughs> in a game. I I love a good amnesia yeah. plot. I mean, I okay, all right, all right. So I thought about this, right? Because at first, as soon as they said, I'm like, oh no. But to be fair, amnesia generally works well with a noir story, right? Like, um, look at Deja Vu, the uh, NES game. I can't see it okay, it's over here right, right there oh yeah, I see it I see it, I okay see it. I've
0: never, I've never played that one.
1: Oh okay, uh really good like like adventure games I wholeheartedly endorse um that works well with an amnesia storyline because it it just works better in a noir setting to where your character doesn't exactly know what's going on. It adds to the whole you know 1940s black and white is raining, you're walking down the street kind of feel to it mm-hmm. uh, I, so I here I don't think it's terrible. And also, since I, I know what he pulled from, it sort yeah. of makes sense. Okay,
0: that's that's good. That's reassuring, because I was going to say the same thing. I, th- I thought it fit actually really well in. It didn't feel like it was just patched in to cover up something or to just stop from having to worry about backstory. It felt like it had a purpose.
1: Yeah, and it works pretty well with his wife, too. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the two of them having it worked pretty well. Yeah. Sorry. It did. It did. So... You are your Junker
0: self. You have been set off on an adventure to hunt down these Snatchers, as I said before. As the game progresses, you find out various things about Snatchers. They have certain weaknesses. They can't go out in daylight. You start piecing things together. You're underground and their underground network of tunnels and things like that. And it all culminates in a plot to take over I think it's some sort of either it is or the, it's the equivalent of the United Nations heads of the countries and snatch all of these heads of countries to do something uh, to take over the world, I suppose.
1: Um. Uh, now, here's a... Uh, we're going to leave the motivation for that aside Okay. because I wanted to bang my face off the desk during that, but uh, so, just a little hint—not a hint, a uh, little tidbit for you. You know the Sega the Sega CD version added that last act. The original PC eighty eight ended at the second oh. act. Why was that? And while I I, I don't I don't know, I, I'm guessing that's where they wanted to end the story. And then for the Sega CD version, they expanded on it and added that whole third act, which the game would really fall off a cliff on that second act yeah, if that was the yeah. end.
0: So, um, Act One. If I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get my acts acts together. Act one ha! sees, you. I didn't even mean that. Do you know that? <laughs> I didn't even mean to say that. It just fell out of my mouth. Um. So act one sees you investigating the murder of one of your colleagues, um, Benson, who has had his head twisted off in a rather gruesome and quite new to me in this type of game disgusting oh
1: yeah can we halt there for a sec yeah yeah okay okay so first of all uh is his name benson i thought it was jean jack or jean valjean or
0: i thought it was John benson like john john
1: i thought it was, maybe it was john jack benson and i was just like wow well, that's a that's a name for you I and i just remembered john oh, jack
0: it's not benson it's gibson gibson john jack of Mel. gibson
1: okay so uh this game doesn't shy away from violence it does not, and it's
0: it's really ultra not what I expected because of the type of game. I've never, and I'm going to say that and then something later on will go, oh yeah, I remember I played that, <laughs> but I've never, ever really played an adventure game, A, where you die unless it's an old King's Quest, or B, anything with gore or violence or even, to a certain extent, adult themes. I think th- there are adult themes in things like broken sword or something like that but it's very cartoony and my head is always LucasArts
1: adult yeah you know what I mean
0: yeah exactly it's very I've always thought of them as being light-hearted adventure games this really spun everything around for me and it's it's got me this is very final thoughts here but it's got me thinking we need to play more we need to play police knots because i totally forgot about that we need to pl- we need to play everything and anything i can get my hands on or not we as in mean you dave i'm not going to pull you through my random oh, oh
1: bless stro- you sir oh bless I
0: <laughs> but it just it opened a door to me that i never thought would open at this point in my life if that makes and sense
1: i and well you're um I don't want to say avoidance because it's not like you actively avoid it, but uh, you haven't played a lot of horror games. And the only place I've really seen it was uh, horror adventure games where they don't mind the gore and they'll go full bore. Like, I mean, this goes man's head twisted off and then lots of maggots in another man's head. Uh, Uh It doesn't pull any punches, which is... nope. uh, Can I bring up a complaint? Of course. Um... This, the tone just waffles incredibly quickly. Like, it's like, oh, I just found a man's head. Hey, can I sniff you? Yeah. And like, oh, okay. Um, like, like, just right there, if we can, like, zoom in on that right there. So you find the body, and then you pull back, and you see two people run through a doorway. And they're all yep. like, well, they must be Snatchers. So you turn, and you look, but it's a dead end, so you got to... Okay, I got nothing else to do. So you start backing out, and then you find a time bomb planted. And you hurry up and get out of there. With Kojima playing a nice little joke with the volume on your TV. Yeah, um, I noticed that. Right there, the tone just flips. You go, back to, you go back to Junker HQ, and some people are mourning. And then the next screen, it's, so, how, how's your wife? Is she doing well? It's like, uh-huh. I just found a man's head. Yeah, huh? This is a little weird.
0: It, is, um, it happens again not long after that in Act Two, where you go to the dead man's house, you find that his daughter is missing, and after rummaging about, and if we're if we're going for this kind of general throwing up random complaints left, right, and centre. I a complaint of mine, which is highlighted here, is you're in the study. You know, you've got three locations. You've got a study, a living room, and a and a garden. You can look and investigate. If you look, you look, as in your player character looks. If you investigate, your little, little robot assistant
1: Metal Gear looks.
0: And oh, you can is do that to- it?
1: Yes. Oh, because I'm like, man, what is the difference? Yeah, so I thought maybe is, look was like you do a glance, and then investigate mm-hmm. was you pick it up and look at it. Yeah, but that if makes look a lot at, more sense.
0: If you look at the bush, you look at the bush, and you say, "Oh, the bush is rustling." There's something in it. You investigate the bush. Metal Gear's like I've scanned the bush, and it's blah, 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 like that kind of thing. It's it's a two stage thing.
1: You're you you you're smart, Craig. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should also state Metal Gear is not a full Metal Gear. It's a like a toy version of Metal Gear yeah. that is your it's a weeb- investigative it's a weeb-
0: assistant. It's cool, but um, my complaint in this in this scene is you can look and investigate everything, and nothing happens. But you then start having to repeat you're looking and investigating, and I think it's really smart, it works in a lot of places to layer that look and look again and look again and you you get a bit deeper, but sometimes it falls a bit flat, so it feels like, oh, I have to look and investigate anything ten times, or fifteen times, or however many times, before an action will take place. In this case a dead dog
1: with its guts
0: cut out comes flying through a window.
1: (laughs) Um, which, which it plays off of the whole. The last time you were there, something was in the bush, but it yep. just turned out to be a bird. So bird. It, it was a nice little surprising moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um, did you did you find that at all? Because I know we played it in different ways. I'm not going to explicitly say the different way we played it. If you see wh- what I mean, like wh- I I didn't use a walkthrough. Oh I think,
1: oh, I got no shame about that.
0: Um, well, I, I'm just wondering whether then that affected. Like, does it say in a walkthrough you look and investigate X five times and then Y um, two times? The one I Z. was following,
1: I think I got it off game FAQs. I'm I'm not sure. I'd have to go look it up again. Uh, it was just okay. So Benson's house, investigate PC, use blank, investigate blank, talk blank. Okay. It was not a full, like, okay, once you're in the house, make sure you... It was just, like, a list of commands to check off.
0: The kind of, like, the most direct route through?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, that that makes and, sense. And uh, just for uh, full disclosure, uh, I have finished this game a while ago. I didn't remember anything about it, so I didn't think there was a point in bringing it up. Like, I didn't remember anything. Uh but this time I only played up until the club scene with Wolfman Jack. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the rest, but I, I, I yeah, I just didn't want to finish it. But anyway, that's moving on. That's
0: absolutely fine. Th- this is one of those games, much more than a, a um, point and click or anything, but this is one of those games where I think just watching it on YouTube, you're going to get like 99% of what you need to get from the game. By oh yeah. Other
1: that. than the shooting sections,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: there's not much. I, I, I mean, I could have finished it, but
0: yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine, Dave. There's um, I found it very a very methodical approach of look at everything, then investigate everything. Um, any new option that appears for you to interact with comes up in a different color in the dialogue. But I couldn't tell you. It might be red, or I don't know. It comes up in a different color, and then you know to go back in to look and look at this new thing. So it's very procedural. And that's why I feel like...
1: My problem with that is it it ended up just... You get smacked with a lot of chaff. You really Mm -hmm. do. And and that's what was starting to wear on me by the time I got to the club. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go see Sparkster and Dracula and go him on, and then I'm going to say goodbye. Because I was tired of going down that... Because... Okay, so... Uh, We're recording this after River City Ransom So we know what's coming up By the way, River City Ransom's next Um, (laughs) So I've had a good think about Adventure games because of these two Games that are coming up right? Mm -hmm. And I think what sets this A bar below for me Is It's kind of like the video game version of Sudoku, it's not a puzzle You just need to be Methodical Yeah that that wears on me a little bit, where it's like, oh, I can win this by just making sure I select absolutely everything. I agree. Now, that doesn't detract from the story at all. It's just, nope. without the game element there, there's very little incentive for me to go, oh, I'll play through it, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I do. I, I tentatively said I agree there, but I 100% agree. There's no logic puzzle to it that you get in anything else. There's no... You don't combine anything. You don't do anything. You go through the motions. And if you don't... um, If you don't pay attention, you can go through every option. If you do pay attention, generally speaking, the last character you speak to tells you what you need to do next. <laughs> yeah. And then it just becomes a game of once once you've learned where everything is and how to do everything, you just, you just go through the motions. And I did find myself... Going from Junker HQ, all of the options to Gibson's house, all of the options to Alton Plaza, all of the options to the hospital, all of the options, and that's that sounds what I
1: did. like a type of hell.
0: I, I found it very satisfying, okay, in a way, but only only to a certain extent because I did find it quite tiring. But when something else unlocks and you figure out a bit of the story, it doesn't wholly feel like you've just went through the motions. It does feel a bit like you've done something to get there. You've put effort in and something from the story has come back out at you. And I found it quite satisfying. It's not as satisfying as picking up a monkey out of your inventory and turning it into the shape <laughs> of a wrench to undo a bolt. I <laughs>
1: wonder <clears throat> why you brought that example up. <laughs> but It's,
0: it's, there was something in it there. I think the story, to me, the story is actually rather good in this, and I think it kept me going. Had the story been subpar, I probably wouldn't have finished it, to be honest.
1: Well, that brings up an interesting point for me, right? Because, yeah, adventure games, if the story is bad, then there is no way in hell I'll play it. I I just, I'm not putting up with that. But, for you, uh, let's take one of... Give me give me the best adventure game that springs your mind right now. Day of the Tentacle. Always and forever. All right. All right. Day of the Tentacle. Is it the story or the puzzles? Or is it a mixture of both for you?
0: Uh, I think it's... For Day of the Tentacle, it's the whole package. It's the presentation, the comedy, the story, the characters the art, artwork absolutely everything in that gets me take if to fit into your example then take something like broken sword broken okay. sword for me is very much the mechanics and the puzzling the story i think falls slightly flat for me compared to but i still love playing it and i will replay and replay and replay it the same as i do with lucas games Because of the mechanics, and because of the puzzles, and because I like the way it all fits together.
1: Okay. More than Um, I like the story. uh, See, for me, it's almost always the story is locked behind this kind of frustrating thing I have to deal with. Like, I like Day of the Tentacles' story. I like like the game we're going to do next. I like that story. It's a fun story. You know, even things like Grim Fandango or... Uh, Gabriel Knight, you know, things like that. I like the store, especially Gabriel Knight. Oh, Gabriel Knight's good. But for me, the one that stands out the most, and I know this isn't exactly an adventure game, but it's my like example, is the cave.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The cave had a brilliant story hook that I really wanted to see the end of, and I just couldn't do it. Like, it the mechanics were such a gate that I had to climb over. And I've started countless adventure games, and it's just like, no, I don't, I don't want to put up with this, man. Like, uh, you, you know, the ones you get for free on GOG, of like yeah, Teen Agent yeah. or Under Steel Sky or uh-huh. uh, the Dig, they're, they're really cool story hooks. I just can't climb that wall.
0: Yeah, um, I also didn't finish the cave. <laughs> <laughs> now, why didn't for- you? The problem I found with the cave was it wasn't simply a case of playing through six different character story arcs. You had to, there was a lot of repetition in it, and it was the repetition that nailed it all the coffin. That's really the wrong way to use that phrase. It put the nail in the coffin of like. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? It put the boulder in front of the cave? Exactly. If you took the characters and you took a couple of characters through the game and then a different couple of characters, if there was no repetition in those character stories and the mechanics and where you are in the game, I would have I would have finished it, but it it wasn't for me.
1: Because it was what it was. You, you had char- teams of three, but there were seven characters.
0: Yes, exactly. So you ended
1: up Which, having to repeat two.
0: Yeah, and it just.
1: um wasn't a fan. I'll tell you what, Craig, I really wanted my little night guy to get to the end of the cave. He seemed like a real bro. The <laughs> little night guy was cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. Snatcher.
0: Snatcher, Snatcher. So um what did you think of the story then? Right, I left off saying I thought it was strong, and that's what got me through. What do you think about the story in general?
1: Well, this this has to do with my personal revelation. But since we're not at final thoughts, let's talk about it. Okay. Okay. So my personal revelation with kojima is i think he comes up with really good story ideas like metal gear solid excellent story idea really cool snatcher police knots really cool ideas and he gets about halfway through them and then just does something incredibly stupid that just ruins it for me so so, um Metal Gear Solid, you're going fine, everything's going well, you hit Psycho Manus, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's a weird thing, but, oh, well, moving on. Oh, look, it's 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 something stupid. Uh, and then, you know, in this, you're moving along, you're like, Snatchers, this is great, okay, I'm investigating, we're getting to the end. Poor random Hajeel, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> yeah. so the whole Snatcher plot started because some dude couldn't bone who he wanted to bone? Yeah,
0: That is dumb! Oh, you've just reminded me. I cut you off to say that um, Gillian had amnesia, he was married, but he's trying to bone everything. This was the, the original point from about 20 minutes ago now. He's horny as anything, and it's really inappropriate. It actually made me feel <laughs> really
1: gross. Look, what we can take away from this is K- Kojima is a very horny man. Somebody needs to have sex with this man. Because if Snatcher yep. tells us anything, it's somebody just bite the bullet and go for it. He's not a bad looking guy. Come on, give throw him a bone. I, back to the story point. Uh, I think the story works really well. Let's say up until the point where Hijil dies. Okay, yeah. After that, it kind of falls into stupid K- Kojima land.
0: Okay, um... Hajil dies. Did you notice... Lo- a, he looks like Sting, right? He does look a lot like Sting. He does. Okay, I,
1: I didn't know if it was just my Sting predilection coming no,
0: through. He looks like Sting. I, I've got a slight, a slight aside that I want to bring up because it's a positive. It might sure. address one of your issues. Uh, you made it to the club scene. And shortly after that, the act ends. And when the act ends in this game, it clears your inventory and options of everything you don't need moving forwards.
1: I think that's a genius idea. Yeah,
0: absolutely, 100%. I've been thinking about this more and more about the next game we're going to play at some point, whenever we play it, Monkey Island 2. And you do end up
1: with a lot of shit. (laughs) And <laughs> in you didn't invent it. because uh, like I think this is a genius idea. Uh, what I just played uh, Resident Evil Two, the remake. When you don't need anything anymore, it lets you keep it, but it puts a little check mark over it and says you will never need this. Do you want to keep it? It's like that's brilliant. Good job,
0: guys. Oh, I love that. Even like even in RPGs, something like a marker to say things are safe to sell or not. Anything like oh. that. Anything that highlights in a, a menu or in an inventory what you need, what you don't need. It's just, it's right up my alley. I don't see why, th- I, I don't see any reason to not do things like that.
1: I can see one reason, but I haven't seen a game do it in like 20-something years. So I would say uh, Final Fantasy two. you get a, a sword called the Blood Sword, and it's okay for your level, and fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets outpaced really fast, like really fast. And, but if you save it to the end of the game, the boss is so incredibly weak to it, you can kill him in like three hits. Oh, wow. It's like, okay. oh, so if you hold on to, it, okay, that's cool. But I've never seen another game do something like that. Oh, that's quite interesting. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool idea, but no other game does it. They just kind of, you know, uh, Okay, am I going to need this steel sword? I I, I don't know. That's um, fair yeah
0: or, I, I sell everything i'm like i'm i'm a incredibly tidy inventory manager oh I'm a
1: hoarder it's organized, but i hoard oh dear uh, okay anyway. so back to snatcher mm-hmm. <laughs> again how how's this happening this is like the, the fourth derailment this is perfectly fine this i i I like this style of episode mm-hmm. we don't have to it's not like the main ones where you gotta mm, laser focus um I will say one thing that we did recently was, so when you go to that bar scene, right, it's got, like, Sparkster and Simon Belmont. Oh, yeah, yeah, All yeah. these cool Konami characters, really cool, watching a stripper. Ace. And then I saw the one name, it was like, Ueda? And I'm like, who are you? Did you click that guy? No. Who was it? It's the Lethal Enforcer's boss. Oh, oh no way. Hey. And I'm like, hey, that's great. That's, yeah, they'd... that's fantastic. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't think too many people remember Lethal Enforcers in what twenty forty or whatever mm-hmm. this year is. I know. Um, I
0: I had a wee a wee highlight of the game, a wee thing. It was a question and a question, a puzzle in the game, right? And you. Find a hospital that's treating the snatchers for skin cancer because if they're out in the sun they get melanoma and it's a problem for them. You're hunting down the hospital to find their base of operations and you find a tear-off slip with Chinese characters on it and you don't recognise some of the Chinese characters. So you take it to someone that does and they read it out and it's a list of chemical symbols and it's beryllium... Hang on, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Beryllium... Crap. I didn't write it down, it seems. But anyway, (laughs) oh, beryllium, nitrogen, blah, 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 blah. And at one point I was like, all right, okay, that's fine, fair enough. And I was wondering about the place. And then the chemical symbols for those things spell Benson, which is the name of the police chief which is your clue to the police chief being a, a baddie. I thought that puzzle was amazing because it didn't directly tell you how to solve it with this. It just gave you a list of chemicals and left you to it. You can go and talk to the computer in Metal Gear. i will give you wee hints here and there. But you have to figure something out in real life. And I found myself, like, writing down phone numbers so that when I went to phone them, I wouldn't have to keep on remembering them. And I like that. Interactivity where you're not relying on the computer system and you're you're using the And that's a notes. very
1: metal gear thing too. Mm-hmm. Like writing down codec numbers and although yeah. uh what you just said made me wonder if we made a mistake. Uh Benson is the chief? Yes. So then he's not the bottle cap twisty head man.
0: No, that's Gibson.
1: Gibson, okay. I'm sorry. I think that was just my brain. Yeah, like at that, some point that we, is we have to cool. names. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was Kennelly? Sorry. Even as skeezy as the inner thigh thing is, if you don't know the answer, like you haven't played it before, you still have to research this person because they're saying, I'm not going to let you in mm. until you can answer this stuff because snatchers. Uh, so you have to go back to your home base and look at her files to find yep. you know all this information, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's the same. You've got uh, um, Napoleon, the informant asks you a question a history question and if you don't know the answer you have to go back to the computer and research it it's i loved i loved that bit of it it really i wish there was more of it in the game to overcome the procedural going through look i uh, investigate ask look investigate ask look investigate ask if there was more of that and i, I would have been well over you the know moon. what it
1: reminded me of it reminded me of like early 90s drm stuff Yes. Of like, use the code wheel. Fourteenth paragraph, fifteenth phrase. It's like, whoa. Yep. Uh, two questions for you that are mm-hmm. sort of unrelated. Uh, number one, when when Gibson is when you look at his notes with a five and a quarter inch floppy, which woof, that, that's mm-hmm. some old school. Um, it mentions cancer has a smell. Now I'm lucky enough to where nobody in my family that or friends that I'm comfortable sniffing, has had cancer. Does cancer mm-hmm. really smell? I do not know. I took
0: it at face value, and I'm glad I didn't have to experience it.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was more of just a curious thing. I like, mm-hmm. huh, I've I never don't heard think of that.
0: So. I'm willing to bet that it does, because on the technicalities, on the things like When the guy, the computer guy's going through how melanoma occurs and it zooms into stuff and stuff like that, it's all accurate. So there's a good, Hmm. yeah, yeah, there's a good chunk of accuracy behind the technical side of the stories. The one technical thing that made me laugh was the computer, the PC eighty six or whatever it was that you read the floppy drive in. When it gets destroyed later in the game, you're like, "Oh no, that was the only computer in the world <laughs> that could." And I'm like, "Really, really? The only one in the world?" <laughs> it's
1: like, guys, they they make USB drives for this kind of thing. It I know. be Fine. Um, yep. question number two, and this this is a question I've had about the body snatchers as well. Um, couldn't you just X-ray people? Uh, yeah, yeah, you could. I mean, okay, because f- they talk about how you, they're just indistinguishable. I'm like, but they're metal. You could just X-ray somebody. You could stick a fridge magnet to their forehead. Yeah, well, it's like in Blade Runner, right? That they have what they call the Void Comp Void test, <laughs> yeah, which is it it's meant to get an emotional trigger. And if you pass it without an emotional response, chances are you're you're an android. Uh-oh. But I'm like, x do, rays X-rays don't exist? I mean, they're not made of bone. So why don't we just have an X-ray scanner?
0: In in this case as well, I was thinking um Gillian's quite smart. He's quite a smart guy. It's obviously smart. When his
1: when his boner isn't diverting exactly. all blood from the brain. When,
0: exactly. Um Why didn't they just get like a UV torch?
1: I I think all of this is to say that we would make good snatchers. We would make Uh, fantastic snatchers. All right, so you're going to have to be the field agent because I'm terribly out of shape. I'll be the Mm -hmm. bearded guy who drinks and invents stuff. Which, by the way, can we talk about him? The
0: engineer, um, also called Gibson, but with a different first name or a different last name to throw you off the scent.
1: Okay, so uh-huh. now I may be getting a bit squiffy. Yep. Is he your son, right?
0: Yes, yes, he
1: is. He's your son. Okay, that's that's kind of stupid too, right? Yes. Does the sound L- like, wouldn't when, when you t- recognize? I mean, they do the whole, hey, you look sort of familiar, which, okay, yeah, that's fine, but your dad disappeared. And now this guy shows up, and he looks like your dad. So, it's not that hard to put together. I did.
0: Yeah. Um. There are a few moments like that where you just, you know.
1: I I think it's what? that whole Japanese thing of they like emotional stories, not necessarily logical ones. Mm. Well, yeah. Like I, I mean, I, look look at Yakuza. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. To be fair, it works well enough in the context of the story. It's just
1: a bit, like, odd. We'll say that. I, I will say, though, they did set it up kind of nice. Like, with take the sun out of it, but the whole, you see a picture of your wife at the Moscow Olympics, and they're like, wait a minute, that that can't be true because that was so long ago. It's like, yeah. that's a nice, subtle way to set that up. So, yeah, I'm cool with that. It was just the sun thing was a little weird. It is weird. Um, The other
0: on-the-nose thing, the last on-the-nose, that that I just thought, that's just... And it's in a similar vein. Um, Random. Random. Hajil. Random. 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 (laughs) Hajil. Random. Random. That's a really funny name. And then later on in the game, ah, Dr. Modnar. Instantly, I'm like, fucking Modnar is random backwards. There's a wee <laughs> connection there that, you know, Gillian's not picked up on. Dr. Modnar. And you're like,
1: what, what right. kind of name so, is that? So uh, I'm a big fan of Flash Alpha Fireballs, and I listened to the Snatch episode for this after okay. I, you know, played it and watched it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they did the same thing. I was like, Modnar? And then one okay. of the guys is like, Madnar, the infinite destroyer. It's like, I couldn't... Every time I saw the word Madnar, like, the infinite destroyer. <laughs> that yeah, uh, that's really dumb. So uh, what I heard there, and then I did some research, was in Japanese, I guess the trick works a little better than calling somebody okay. random hajil. Yeah. Random. So, so oh, I'll, okay. I'll give him... Which, by the way... Um, I know who translated this game, not personally, but I know him. You know how I know him? At the beginning, when it does that really cool setup, and man, was I disappointed. This was a point and click after that setup. (laughs) I watched that whole beginning thing. I'm like, yeah, this is good. This is good. Ah, it's a point and click crap. (laughs) Um, the the little newspaper articles that show up. It would you know like um, snatcher threat.
0: Yeah, overtakes yeah, yeah.
1: America or whatever, and it was by Jeremy Blostein, and he's the guy who translated I'm like, hey, that's a nice little way to get your name in there. That's pretty cool. Ah. And he's the guy who translated like Metal Gear Solid and Suikoden and a whole bunch of other Konami stuff. It's just kind yeah, of a nice little cool. Easter egg.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, what did you think, and this could all be cut out, but what did you think of the overly um, you-know-who strength of the human spirit humanity's greatest weakness we're trying to take advantage of
1: what did you um now in the grand scheme of things I would rank that right up there with friendship is the greatest power okay so you're my little pony fan (laughs) I can go the rest of my life without ever seeing a video game story about how wonderful it is to have friends Mm -hmm. um I can also go another without the story of the indomitable human spirit. Yes, um, we we're It's twenty nineteen, guys. We we can get over this. Um, okay. Did did it tickle your fancy? I mean, are you a? I put it firmly
0: in the OTT character. Another phrase that came up near the end was the guy ranting on about how um, we were connected to our animal ancestors.
1: Oh yeah, um, um and it in was one year just... not the other.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, in the grand scheme, I don't think it needed that level of... I mean, it was going to happen. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's
1: from uh, Japan. It was uh-huh. made in the 90s. It's going to happen.
0: Yep. So anyway. uh, I have
1: one last question for you that is not final thoughts, and okay. we can cut this out if we need to. So as you play more and more games, Craig, because you're starting to become like me and this is awesome. We're just, we just blitz through hundreds of games. Yep. Um, do you find your tolerance rising or lowering for melodrama?
0: Oh, for melodrama specifically. Um,
1: yes, the overwrought video game melodrama. I
0: am more sensitive to it. Had we not been playing that many games and I went and played snatcher, I don't think I would have even brought that up in any list of notes, and then I wouldn't have thought given it a second thought. I don't think I like it or dislike it less. I think i'm just I'm taking it in the context it's presented and then evaluating it, which is something I would never normally do. do you know what I mean depends on the context
1: so what you're viewing it kind of as a it comes with the territory, yeah. Yeah, very. It's very like much if you fun. watch soap operas, you're gonna have to deal with evil twins at some point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. And
0: if those evil twins come up in a really good story where the evil twins really make sense and it, it's quite
1: impactful, great. Does if does one of them have a mustache?
0: One of them has a mustache. That is the really evil one. He's got a goatee.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, it's a goatee or mustache here, Craig. Because what if we made the good twin have a goatee and the bad twin have a mustache?
0: This is getting that way, better your facial,
1: <laughs> your facial warnings are just completely thrown amuck. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of the same as you, right? Like, I, th- I, I, my tolerance is lowering a little bit. Like, oh come on, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not something that's going to ever turn me off from him. Like, here you go, in Snatcher, um, Gibson, the mechanic, Gibson, mm-hmm. his death scene. Yes, that was a little overwrought, right? I mean, you, you guys knew each other for maybe a Minutes. week. Yeah, he was pesh like, the first it, time you met him. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, The guy's just a drunk. Yeah. What do you care? And I mean, I think it would have had a little bit more impact if you had treated him coldly like you would most other drunks who just ramble, and then you find out he was your son. I think that would have worked a little better rather than the tearful, no, yeah. don't die on me, scene. It's like, ah, oh, uh-huh. okay. And that's that's
0: exactly that in context. That was the one that stood out as being pesh. It's just like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Other bits I can kind of give or
1: take, or or live and let live. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it definitely comes with the territory. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's not like you can call out books for there are too many words in it. It's like, no, you're reading a book, dipshit. Very true. Very, very true. All right, so you want to go final thoughts first, or should I?
0: Uh, I had a heap of fun time playing this game. I... Love the mechanics of it love the story of it could have done without the over the top dramatics to a certain extent and maybe a bit of the skeeziness could have been dropped but other other than that I think it is fairly high up, it's met my expectations as being one of the better retro games we've played that I actually really wanted to play, you know rather than a random pick um, super, a random Hajil a random Hajil I'm super, super happy that I played it, and I would urge people who have not played it and not watched Blade Runner to go and maybe watch a YouTube <laughs> of it. Which is nobody, it turns out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's um, somebody out there.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's that's me. I've I've not got a lot more to say on. I just I had a really, really great time playing
1: it my final thoughts on snatcher so going into it snatcher has a lot going against it it's a Kojima game it's an adventure game it's a shameless ripoff of a movie but i gotta say while i'll never touch this again i just won't it was fun to see it like, this is, this is again, one of the holy grails, man. This is like Snatcher. If you own this or you played it, you're in an exclusive club. Because Snatcher's not exactly a very popular game. I mean, it's, like we said, in the thousands. Mm-hmm. I would say, if you're like me and you really don't like adventure game mechanics, especially frustrating ones like this with the, no, you have to click talk three times before they tell you anything. Um watch it on YouTube, or even if you don't feel like sitting and watching, I think it's a three-hour run-through of a game, read the story. It, it's not a bad story. You're going to miss a lot because the uh, the graphics really add a lot. Like, you can hear the, oh, his head was twisted off, but you see it, and it's like, oh, yeah. so that's, that's what it looks like. It, it really enhances it. Uh, I also would like to... You know, kind of give them a good old check mark on the audio is really well done here. I mean, the voice acting is very hit and miss just because it's from that era, but the audio drama side of it is pretty good as well. Uh, that's that's about all I can say. Like, I think it, it's at least worth checking into, especially if you are a Kojima fan, because there's a lot of Kojima trademarks here. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So cool. What's up next, Dave? Next, next time, since this is not the future and yeah, we're sorry. We're, we're releasing a river city ransom episode around the same time as another podcast. Uh, wasn't done on purpose. Just, I had to find something that ended in R and it's there on the switch. So why not? So yeah, join us next time where we talk about river city ransom on this switch. The episode itself doesn't deal a lot. With River City Ransom, it's kind of an Uh, all-over-the-place
0: discussion. Now that you've said that, I do recall speaking more about all of the other games that are in the (laughs) Nintendo Switch Online
1: service. Like the Uh, professionals we are. Yep. (laughs) Um, So, especially since this episode and next episode, for Echo Rewind anyway, are kind of a loose, just two guys having a conversation about a game, rather than, you know, really digging in. If you're a fan of this style or you would prefer us to almost make these little mini bit effect episodes, uh, let us know. You can let us know on the contact form on the website, and you can do so on Gmail and Facebook and Instagram. Send a giant picture of No It Sucks to our Instagram page, and we will get the message. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I ain't got nothing else to close this out, Craig. Oh, wait. Uh, what's, the, what's the next big bit effect coming out?
0: Oh, crap. Um, the next big bit of that. thank you for asking that very, very good question, which any good host would have the spreadsheet
1: pulled up. And I am so glad you're not stalling for time here.
0: Uh, Symphony of the Night is our next big game, so we have River City Ransom and then Symphony of the Night. Curtis and of Ian.
1: we will have a sousson of Rondo of Blood in there too, because they're very intertwined. That is true.
0: I totally forgot I'm playing both of them. I will get on that as soon as I've finished Dragon Quest, which is still going. And so going. expect the
1: of the Night episode in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that that's everything for us, Craig. So close us out, cool. man. Right.
0: Thank you very much for listening, people. We look forward to hearing. For, hang on. No, we do look forward to hearing from you. I was going to do it backwards there because you're hearing from us, but we look forward to hearing. Oh shut up. Say goodnight, Dave. Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave. And everyone else. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> just stop just stop recording. Just stop. <laughs> yeah.
1: Damn. Uh, what else can we do? Metal, start punching buttons. Any buttons at all? Yes! Yes! Push anything! Gillian, this doesn't seem to be doing any good! Damn. I was sure that would work. Gillian, the road makes a sharp right turn
0: just 1,500 meters ahead. At this speed, we'll never make it!
1: Gillian! Gillian! Hey, Gillian! Huh? Over here! What's that? Gillian, over here! Random! Gillian, you gotta jump over to my bike! Hurry! 800 meters until we reach the curve. Metal, you go first! What? Not again. Move your butt. That curve's just ahead. Understood. One, two, three. All right, Gillian. Now it's your turn. Keep her steady. 300 meters until you reach the curve. Gillian, jump. I can't. My timing's off. I- 150 meters. Gillian, now. 70 meters. Now, Gillian, now. Oh, we're too late. I guess he didn't make it. Don't bury me so fast, I'm right here! Don't you even know how to ride a motorcycle? Gillian, it's not much farther to Queen's Hospital and you could probably
0: use the exercise anyway. Why don't we just continue the rest of the way like this?